Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And we have a different show for you today. You are going to hear our live show from Pinos in Highland Park from October 2019, where we talked about the ghost hunting that we did around New Jersey. Yeah, we've mentioned it a couple of times, I think, on some recent shows. I know we mentioned it on Ghost Adventures Adventures recently. The fact that we have done our own paranormal investigations, which simultaneously gave us results, Mm -hmm. but also gave us information that we're ill-equipped to handle. Correct. It left us with some questions, even just about how the basic machinery worked. We were like, and also just how, I guess... I don't know if you, not physics, but like, I don't know. We were like, oh, do temperatures just change like this? Is this normal? We just don't know how the world around us works all that well. Yeah, you're about to either hear us gathering evidence Mm -hmm. or being very puzzled by mundane, normal things. Yes, correct. We don't know how the ground temperature is supposed to work. So buckle up for that. Yeah, but either way, uh, we're really excited to finally be able to put this show on the f- on the feeds. We've had this, like Kristen said, sitting around for like months. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to keep it in our back pocket in case we had an event where we needed to suddenly uh, uh, cancel a show, which we did. Kristen, explain. Yes. Okay, so what Will's referring to is that on social media, I posted that we weren't going to have our live recording this week, but that we've been holding on to a show for just such an emergency. And one has befallen us you might even say thankfully befallen us <laughs> <laughs> thankful because it allowed us to release this yeah I, it had to happen sometime we've been waiting I, I seriously we've referred to this episode so many times without it being available for anyone unless you were there and in the room right. uh so it's like it's kind of a, a double-edged sword on the one hand i'm very happy for it to go on the feeds on the other hand it wouldn't have happened without your injury Correct. So um, you interrupted me in the middle of a really stupid joke. I, I said something has befallen us. And I was about to say, because I befallen <laughs> in the woods. So it's kind of appropriate. Again, I guess it all lines up. Would prefer that it didn't, so I didn't have to suffer. But in the very woods that I talk about in this episode that I used to live right next to, I was taking a lovely walk like I do multiple times a week, slipped down a hill fell on my keister, jumped right back up and kept doing business as usual, which included like, I don't know, kind of like steep, short climbs up things. And the next day, um, woke up, pulled my back out, noticed it, but thought, oh, it's not that bad. Like, I'll just be a little bit careful, but go about my business. And my business included doing laundry, bent over to get stuff out of the dryer, and then like really messed it up. And I have... I won't bore you further. I've never been in this kind of pain in my entire life, even with my migraine history and cramps. And so we couldn't do the show this week. But like Will said, you know, I'm happy to do it. Happy to help. Blessing in disguise. God works in mysterious ways. Kristen's been immobile for at least two days. Yes. Yes, I have. It's horrible. My husband had to help me get to the toilet last night and it took literally two hours. Are you sure you want that part in the show? Yes, I'm sure. If if I'm not sure of anything, that I'm sure about, Will. I want everyone to know. Are you on pain meds right now? <laughs> I like, might regret that decision later. Well, I am. But as Will pointed out when I was telling him about them, I was like, oh, I took the first dose that made me feel a little bit weird. And then the subsequent doses I've taken, I feel fine. They just seem to be helping my back. And he was like, ah, so you're already hooked. You already need more to have an effect. So Yeah. 
So uh, Kristen needs some more candy. So we're going to go now. But enjoy this episode. It was super fun. And, you know, we had a few dozen people that bought tickets to come see us do a show. Ironically, it's also lovely because we couldn't do that today, particularly not right now. I would love to do more live shows, but yeah. in this climate, we can't do anything like this. So in a weird way, it's a novelty to hear a room with people in it. Yeah, that's absolutely true. It was a lot of fun. I loved it. And, you know, someday we'll do something similar. But until then, I'm really glad that we recorded the audio and video, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, speaking of the video, one final note, because this was a live show and because the nature of the show itself is Kristen and I going out into the world to get ghost evidence, it's very video based. So I'm making sure that it does work in audio as well. But if you look in the show notes right this second, you're also going to see a link that will take you to the video version where you can see like the footage that we're talking about. So if you want to fill in those blanks, click that link. But otherwise, please enjoy this audio from our first and hey, maybe only no. Guide to the Unknown live. Even in winter, no snow, no snow falls around it. No snow. <laughs> no snow falls around it. So it's just got Look at this tree. There's no snow. <laughs> Where's all the snow? Hello. Welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen and I'm her brother. William. And we are going to talk about some haunted locations in New Jersey today. Because we are live from Pino's in Highland Park That's with right. a live audience. Yep. Let me hear you say, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you all so much for coming out tonight. I'm really excited to have you all here. Yeah. Um, Kristen and I have been preparing for this night for quite a while. Yes. Um, we've been doing something that we don't typically do. Uh, on a previous episode of Guide to the Unknown, we tried to dig into the history and uh, tools for doing your own ghost hunt. Mm -hmm. And impulsively, we bought ghost hunting equipment. This is like three or four months ago. Yeah. With zero plan to do anything with it. Yeah, we're like, we'll do something with it eventually. We have kind of a ghosty show. It stands to reason that we'll use the stuff that we bought. Yeah. But then we finally decided, well, hey, we're going to do this live show. Uh, New Jersey is a place that is famed for having a bunch of bizarre places. Yeah, uh, it has its own bizarro magazine, Weird New Jersey, for a reason. Yeah, so why don't we, no one's going to stop us, why don't we go out into the world, we'll do our own ghost hunts at these locations, talk a little bit about the history of weirdo places. And so we went out, we filmed... Uh, we cut some of the stuff down so that we can show you actual clips of Kristen and me out in the world. Yep. Uh, and, uh, quite frankly, we didn't find much. No. <laughs> we found a couple of things that we're still not totally sure whether are indicative of anything scary or just us just not understanding physics and things like that. So maybe you guys can help us out. There, is, there are probably a few things that, like, we're wowed by that you'll just be like, oh, yeah, no, that's how temperature gauges work. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, now we're going to kick everything off with a place that I think we've talked about maybe briefly on previous episodes of the show. Uh, it's a spot not far from here. You could drive there in truly like three or four minutes. Yeah. Uh, there is an AMC theater in New Brunswick, New Jersey. And around the back of this theater, in the middle of the parking lot, there's a grave. Mm -hmm. Not just any grave. It is seven feet off the ground. It is elevated, and I can show you a shot of it right here. <laughs> um, so you can kind of see, it kind of gives it away a little bit. I'm standing up there. There's the movie theater way in the background, and there's a grave 
that I'm looking at. Now, the story with this is that uh, there are three people buried there, the most famed of which is Mary Ellis. And Mary Ellis was born in 1750. Eh, whatever. She was born in 1750. <laughs> Maybe she doesn't want us talking about this. She might not. We had some weird stuff go on with Mary yeah. Ellis. But uh, so Mary Ellis was born in 1750. At some point in her life, she bought that part of land that overlooks the Raritan River. And she fell in love with an old sea captain mm -hmm. who promised that he would come back to her one day. An old salt. Yes. Then he <laughs> sailed off down the dirty, disgusting Raritan River. Which may have been cleaner at that point. It was probably at least a little bit cleaner. Yeah. And she waited the rest of her life for him to return. Spoiler alert, he never did. She died. <laughs> Are we all on the same page? Were you holding for laughter? <laughs> <laughs> she died. So she was buried on this piece of land which had been overrun and was a beautiful spot that looked out over the water. Cut to the 1960s, a bunch of people bought the land, tried to turn it into department stores, so they had the ground raised down, turned it into a parking lot. Cut forward again, it turns into the Route 1 flea market, they grade the parking lot again, lower it gets, higher Mary Ellis's grave becomes. Now, it's an AMC theater, and they still respect the fact that her grave is right there, and they've left it alone. You know who doesn't respect the grave? William, who well, decided to abscond and trespass and go hang out at it. You know, you know I'm insecure about this. Yeah, I, I know, know no, no, no. I know. We felt. I don't think he disrespected it. We felt a little bit weird about, it, but we went to go take pictures, and I was like, "Will the the gate is open?" And he was like, "Well, so should I climb up there?" And I was like, "Yeah, I, I think you should. And I think it's okay because it's not that different than from going to a cemetery where you'd true. be walking around graves and stuff like that. that. I true. think it's okay. Also, some other guy has a ghost hunting video that he literally updated, uploaded uh, two days ago. Yeah. He's uh, getting the scoop. I don't think we're the only ones who are checking no. this out, like during we're, the Halloween season. We're definitely yeah. not. So here is a, uh, a, a clip. Um, uh, you might want to avert your eyes. Just kidding. I did some <laughs> editing. You'll see. Here we go. This should be pathetic. <laughs> oh, it's actually doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bob was saying, yeah. <laughs> because what can He was like, stop, you're making me laugh, don't laugh. I was afraid I was going to fall. Made William made it to the top of El Mary Ellis's grave, everybody. I really didn't see this coming. I've never done this before. Wow. I'm actually don't I'm say. a little concerned about getting down. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. So I got up to the top <laughs> of the grave. I've never done this before. The Well, <laughs> stated for the record, to be fair, I have tried to do that before and failed. So... Um, <laughs> I used to do a show for uh, the company that I work for, Hunter Killer. I went there to do basically this, to give the history of the grave. I keep making hay out of this poor lady's yeah, game. <laughs> but anyway, I tried to climb up a little bit. I was alone, but it's so steep. What you can't really tell from that is that the brickwork, you truly have like half an inch of space yeah, to put your feet. Um, also, I recently found out that my I've been wearing the wrong shoes for the last 30 years. Uh, my shoes Shoe have been size. too big. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when I tried to climb it back then, I uh, got halfway up and fell. <laughs> I was it's alone. All that extra room in the shoe just scooched you right out. I was alone and I hurt myself. <laughs> but I gave it another try. I'm a trooper mm -hmm. and I never give up. Anyway. Resilient boy. All right. So now that I'm up there, I've got the temperature gauge 
that is supposed to do something when a ghost is nearby. I don't know. Yeah, like, you know, on ghost shows, they show the temperature dropping very often or talking about cold spots. That's yeah. kind of what we had it for in anticipating something getting cold, maybe. Right. A thrill. So um, I had that. I had the I had the EMF reader as well. And I held the EMF reader to the headstone of Mary Ellis. Genuinely, nothing happened. Complete flatline, nothing, nothing. Then I grabbed the temperature gun. I did a baseline reading. I pointed it at some brickwork over there just to take the general temperature. And then uh, I pointed it at the gravestone. Here's what happened. 70. 71. 72. It's climbing. Why is it climbing? 73. It's getting warmer and warmer, Kristen. Huh. 74. <laughs> and it seems to have slowed. Now it's still climbing. Could it just take time to reach? For... Now that doesn't make sense, right? 75. You can see, see it's still climbing. We're almost at uh, 76. Will, Will, there's somebody calling somebody. Okay, let's a get out of here. person just put like a phone to their ear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at Will, but I was also kind of looking in the distance, and I saw a security guy come out of the theater, talking to his walkie-talkie, and go back in, and I was like, we got a book. Now, you gotta give me some credit. I scampered back down he the wall. He truly like did. Champ. I didn't get that video, but like, feet out like Charlie Chaplin, boom, 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 very fast, and we got out of there without incident. I was terrified. <laughs> I was absolutely terrified. He was more scared than I am, and I'm kind of like a freaky cat and not like looking for trouble, and we're driving away. He's like, okay, I think we're good. Okay, they're, like I don't think anybody saw our license plate, and I was like, I don't think they were going to come after us like that. Like, I think if anything, the guy would have come over and been like, you can't be here. Yeah, I just don't think we should have done that. We shouldn't have, but like, okay, they didn't get our license plate. I don't like they're going to hunt you down I, later? Yes, I thought that there were like undercover agents tailing <laughs> us for like 10 miles. It wasn't until we like got to another location that we went to, which is kind of in the woods, that I was like, all right, I don't see anyone in the rearview mirror. I think we're okay. I was genuinely, <laughs> I was very paranoid. Um, but truly, okay. So in the footage, confirmed, documented, the temperature continues to rise. That's weird, right? It, it gets it? to. Do it, you guys think it's weird? It genuinely gets to 76 <laughs> degrees by the end of that video. You can see it for like a couple of frames before the video cuts out. And it's not like that's how it usually works, where it takes a minute to like tick to the final temperature. It like takes the tempi. Right. So that's kind of odd. I don't know. We actually even tried to confirm it in a number of different locations. Uh, that was one of the first things that we filmed. Yeah. And every other place that we went, we would just get in the habit of then pointing the temperature gun at something to see, does it always fluctuate? If it does fluctuate, how much does it fluctuate? It would get to, I don't know, like, you know, the first decimal point, it might rise and then fall and then rise again but never did we ever see it again just yeah. keep keep going up the only thing that i can possibly say is that mary ellis was pissed yeah. her color was rising yeah that yeah. some dumb chump was climbing her grave causing a ruckus who knows um also fun fact about that location uh, when that was the Route 1 flea market, this is one of, like, uh, so we moved to uh, New Jersey when I was 13, when Kristen was 16, and uh, I didn't like it here, but then I learned about the filmmaker Kevin Smith and uh, was digging into stuff about, like, weird oddities in the area, found this grave, and in reading the Weird New Jersey backstory, they talk about how 
uh, at uh, at one point it was a flea market, but now it's a movie theater. Then I was listening to the commentary for the movie Mallrats, where Kevin Smith talks about filming at a flea market, and he goes, yeah, 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 it was a flea market, now it's some sort of a, a movie theater. And I was like, oh my god, is this the same thing? It is. Part of like a movie by, at the time, one of my favorite directors was shot right where one of my favorite New Jersey like weirdo areas was and not even kidding it was one of the first things that made me go like oh maybe this place is kind of cool yeah this could be okay yeah this might not be too bad yeah and then dork fact about me to offset something that's a little uh sentimental and i feel vulnerable about um i would when we were teenagers anytime we went to the movie theater i would deliberately park by the grave because i was so spooky (laughs) so dark such a dark boy One of the darkest boys you'll ever meet. Um, there's also a rumor that is not true, uh, so I hate to burst the bubble, but the band Looking Glass has that song, Brandy, you're a fine girl. Fine girl. <laughs> <laughs> there's a rumor that that song is about Mary Ellis. Uh, my life, my love, and the la- my lady is the sea. So that's the old sea captain saying, <laughs> adios, muchacho, <laughs> yeah. I'm going away. That's not true. Looking Glass started in Rutgers University, which is just across the river, but they have claimed like, no, that's just a rumor. We didn't we didn't know anything about that. Yeah, it's a quinky dink. And everybody basically on the planet has continued sharing it like, no, you're wrong about your own music. It's about that lady because yeah. <laughs> it's just a way cooler story. Uh, but there you go. That is uh, uh, spot one of four. The Grave of Mary Ellis. That's right. So now we're going to move on to something a little more devilish. Inexplicably, though. I really don't know why it's devilish. This (laughs) is the story of the Devil's Tower. So this is this, like humongous clock tower in Alpine, New Jersey, which is a very rich area. It's kind of by um, Englewood Cliffs, which is where some housewives are from, and apparently also Jay-Z. So as you can see here, humongo. And the deal with it is that it was built in 1910 by a millionaire sugar importer named Manuel Rianda. And the story behind the tower, why are you starting to giggle? I don't know. It's just funny. Sugar. Sugar. Yeah, I'm a sugar magnate. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to read a yeah. story about the Devil's Tower, and it involves like a sugar genius. Yeah, I'm I don't a sugar, know, it's just weird. A sugar gent. Um, so the story is that he built the tower so that his wife Harriet could go up in it and have a beautiful view of the New York City skyline. And it was connected to their house by an underground tunnel, which is amazing. I didn't realize that when we went to it. Yeah. Um, there are also, it's one of those things where there are like a bunch of different stories and explanations behind it. Who really knows what the right one is people say that that story about the new york city skyline isn't true and that it was actually built for religious purposes with the intent to be used as a mausoleum someday so who knows so they didn't do that i know (laughs) i don't i don't know but so whatever the reason was that they built it the story and legend behind it is that harriet went up in the in the tower to go check out that good skyline and while she was up there she saw her husband with another lady from above and she saw that and was immediately distraught. She'd suspected infidelity on his part for years. And having it confirmed, she decided to jump from the tower to her death. That is not true. Um, she is documented as having died of natural causes. Oh, so this w- is all just legend stuff. Oh, we didn't even know that when we went no, there. No, we didn't. Oh, no. wow. So... <clears throat> So people, when they go visit the tower, because now it has this supernatural reputation because of that whole story, say that they felt themselves being pushed. They say they've, uh, like, the smell of perfume kind of mysteriously drifts over to them, and they say that's probably Harriet's scent. Um, 
<laughs> you know, ghost scent. Um, they've heard screams coming from the tower, maybe of Harriet from when she either fell or when she saw Manuel doing his thing. Um, or that they're the screams of workers who fell from the tower. Because another part of the story is that the town has tried to, after um, after the family died, that the town tried to rip down the tower because so many people were going to check it out. And it's starting to become a thing that there are people going to check out the supernatural things. But when they were trying to tear it down, all these construction workers kept falling off of it because oh it's cursed. God. So they just gave up and made it like a historical landmark instead. Also, probably not true. That's exactly what I would do if I had to do if I was contracted to do a job that was too hard. Yeah, be like, be like oh, it's... it's got historical importance. We better maintain it. Yeah, it's like it's it's spooky and so whatever. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So at one point, the devil came into it. I don't really know why. I think it's just because there were already those spooky ideas about it, and why not like tack El Diablo onto something to up the creep factor. Right. People just kind of say stuff. I'm fine with it, but Me people too. like legends it. spring out of nowhere. Yeah. And then people make outlandish claims that you can't even figure out where they came from, even though they're super specific. I really just think yeah. that there were already some rumors about it because of the story about Manuel and his wife Harriet. And then it just like snowballed over time where it's not just that you should be afraid of Harriet, you should be afraid of the devil. Right. I wonder if it came about because... So there is something that Will and I will show you that we did. There is a uh, almost like a Bloody Mary-esque sort of activity that you can do at the Devil's Tower where depending on the person telling the story, you can either walk around or drive around the tower three times or six times, depending on the teller, backward. Backwards. And then either Harriet will appear to you or the devil. One or the either other. Either or. Like Harriet seems like a perfectly nice woman. Yeah, you've or got the a, devil. There's a 50-50 shot that it's going to be a lady that's like, yeah, something unfortunate happened to me. Or, hi, I'm the eater of souls. Right, so I, my theory about the whole devil thing is that maybe there was that existing idea that going three or six times around will bring about Harriet, but somebody didn't think that was quite spooky enough, so they were like, or the devil. And then it started to become Devil's Tower, and then some of the more devilish legends around it sprung up around that. So yeah. not only could you maybe hear screams of Harriet or her scent, um, you might hear shrieks coming from the tower, or scratching noises, you know, of a devilish sort. Yeah, yeah. Basically. People also say that they have seen um, up in the tower windows, like shadows passing by when there will be no way for anybody to go up there because everything is boarded up. So Manuel was aware of these supernatural rumors before he died or anything. Just the ones, I think just the ones having to do with Harriet. And because people were going and checking it out and like kind of vandalizing this tower that he had built, he ended up boarding up all the windows, anything that made it accessible and filling in the tunnel underneath with concrete so you couldn't get into it that way either the tunnel thing is cool i i i kind of wish that i, know. I had known him. i love the I idea, no idea of subterranean networks yeah absolutely know? like that's as silly as it is to say that's one of the things that always fascinated me about disney world that there's supposedly a bunch of like service ways underground yeah they can actually like they're like garbage men who can take the garbage from under the cans and yeah, stuff yeah totally you could just see minnie with her head off like smoking a ciggy yeah that's not allowed actually i think that's specifically a thing they're not allowed to do because it's unnerving probably yeah yeah <laughs> but i know that that's it used to happen i think yeah yeah they have a system like that in princeton actually 
essentially like an underground tunnel system um, in Palmer Square so that they can rise up from like a grate in the sidewalk, get the garbage and not offend anybody's sensibilities by having to go far. They can just like go plunge back under. I'd rather not see garbage in motion. <laughs> I, saw, I saw them doing it one time because I worked in Princeton. I saw this like old iron elevator coming up and I went back to the salon. I was like, they're like the weirdest thing just happened and everybody already knew about it. I was like, my socks were blown off. They're yeah. like, oh yeah, it's for garbage. I wouldn't be able to get like, over that. No, it was crazy. I kept saying to clients all day, like, first of all, you're always looking for material to talk to people about. Right. And I want to get a rise out of someone where they're like, that's nuts. And everybody was like, yeah, yeah, no, for garbage. That's yeah. so bizarre. I know. Who works down there? Have they seen the sun in like three years? Yes, they were very nice guys. Wow. When All you right. work there, you get to know them. I'm a subterranean garbage person. Yeah. <laughs> I am in my own way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you want to show a little uh, footage? After that, I'll read some reviews of other people who have gone and checked it out. Oh, but let's definitely. take a look at Will and my experience there. Yeah. So uh, we did the ritual where you're supposed to walk backwards around the devil's tower three times we wanted to i, I also kind of love the idea that their rituals are nothing but a set of rules it's you know like it's do this that'll happen mm -hmm. it's kind of simple yeah um i love the idea that it's just all you have to do if you want to see the devil if you want to <laughs> prove the existence of eternal evil all you have to do is walk around this thing three times backwards and then it'll just be like hey what do you want his low standards i mean i guess it's not really I guess that seems like a trap for dummies. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it he's testing. It worked for us. We, <laughs> no, it I'm took saying, us an hour to get there. <laughs> I do. That's true. I don't think he's testing, like, loyal Satan servers with that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's trying to get loyal servants. I think it's just like, oh, these people will think it's a joke, but I'm actually going to get them. He doesn't have anything better to do. No, he wants souls at any cost. Today I shall prank the living for my prank YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's take Devil's a look a at- a content uh, creator. Let's take a look at us uh, summoning El Diablo. Yeah. I want to like do this and get out because I have a feeling we should not lurk here much longer. I don't know. It's like preserved by the historical society. So I don't think it's necessarily like you're not allowed to be here. Yeah, but if people see two idiots walking backwards. <laughs> I was just feeling weird. You told me not to. I'm feeling weird now that we're walking backwards. Don't look out at me now, baby. <laughs> We're at a quarter rotation. <laughs> All right, one rotation. <laughs> All right, I'm at two. We're almost at three. At three. Then we'll take some readings, yep. feel the vibe. The yep. devil should appear right about or Manuel's wife. Now. All right, we did three. We did three. And? Quiet ourselves. Diablo. It's more devilish. Yeah, well, what's your name? <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry. I couldn't find her name at first. Okay. All right. Myth busted. 
nothing happened. We got no readings whatsoever. There was nothing unusual. It was just kind of a cool tower. It was just kind of a, a kind of a nice place to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we drove around and checked out some of the humongous houses in the area. It was insane. There's some bonkers mansions around there. They all have they're like gated communities. And then Chris and I just spent like a half hour driving up and down these roads. Yeah. Seeing like gawking. rich teenagers drive past in their like fancy cars. Yeah, there were like a couple of kids taking pictures of their Lamborghinis or something yeah. in front of the Devil's Tower, but not in front of the Devil's Tower like with that in the shot. They were taking a long shot because there was kind of a center strip of grass and nice trees, so they had that as a backdrop, not the cool haunted tower. Yeah, they didn't care. No. They just no wanted interest. to take pictures of their Hot Wheels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They were Hot Wheels. They were. Uh, I will say one weird thing did happen uh, <laughs> after we did this ritual. Kristen went missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kristen, did you see that? Kristen? Kristen, maybe she went to like walk around the castle. But look, like the stonework is also like kind of beautiful. There's different colors and everything. It's so tall. It's so weird. I hadn't seen that. <laughs> I forgot we did it and then I was going through footage. And I was like, what is wrong with us? <laughs> like this is like a community of like captains of industry and super duper famous people. If they all look out their windows, they're just like, Oh yeah. We're so better than those two. <laughs> yeah, if Jay-Z does live there, he was like, It's time to move. Yeah. This place is going downhill. <laughs> so I'm gonna so we love, like, part of the experience of going and checking out these haunted places is reading the stories and reviews of other people who have done it on websites. So I'm going to read you some stuff from NewJerseyHauntedHouses.com about other people's experiences at the Devil's Tower. Um, and these don't have the names attached to them, so I'm just going to read the titles. This one's Devil's Tower Spook. Uh, and it's from, from this year. I used to go around with my friends and or sisters to a bunch of weird New Jersey places. I've been to Devil's Tower a handful of times, but I, for some reason, haven't been back since my last encounter. I think we'll find out why. I was with my two sisters, and we parked the car and left it unlocked. We're standing at Devil's Tower with our phones up when we just keep hearing small rocks or pebbles inside the tower, and when we were trying to figure out what it was, we heard a huge bang inside the tower. Then we hightailed it to the car, and the doors were somehow locked. So we had to open the doors, and we were out. The scariest part, which had me in tears automatically on the spot, was when I turned around in the backseat of the car looking up at the tower, and in the little circle window, I see a white figure in the space where it's supposed to be black because it was dark out and it's an opened window space i could have maybe trimmed that down for this person scariest experience ever and i have no idea when i'll be visiting again i think it's funny that they keep speculating i don't know why i didn't go back i had a great time this time i don't know when i'll be visiting again yeah i might go back i only saw that disturbing figure staring at me i also think it's funny to go like i burst into tears automatically (laughs) i think that might have been why i pulled it i thought it was funny but that is kind of scary if you were to hear like rocks being thrown and then a big bang from inside. Oh, I've I would... been more terrified by less. <laughs> so 100%. I completely understand. Yes. Okay. This is somebody who ran into a spot of bad luck after encountering the tower. I went to the tower on a few occasions after hearing from a close friend who grew up nearby about the legends and supposed haunting. The first time I went, I'll never forget. As we approached the tower, the fog thickened to the point you could barely see 20 feet ahead. 
It's blocked off by a sign, but you could still approach. Without going into great detail, all I can say is you get an ominous feeling, especially at night. I saw shadows and light spots appear here and there around the tower, almost flickering on and off. My heart rate elevated and I got sick to the stomach. I quickly pulled away. What's even more striking to me is what occurred after. Immediately after visiting, I started having an unusual streak of bad luck. Everything from misplaced things on a daily basis to an unbelievable losing streak in Atlantic City. My friend, for some weird reason, suggested I visit the tower again to, quote, put it behind me. I did, and after a second unpleasant experience, I went home and the streak of bad luck was over. I can't explain what occurred. I heard several stories from my friend and his friends about Devil's Tower experiences they had that they had that made mine pale in comparison. Bottom line is, if you visit and you are not chased away by police for trespass, you'll know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Which we were not, so keep no. an eye on your luck. Yeah, we, so far average. Yeah, we had we had some good luck. I the the most threatening thing that happened to us when it was just whenever there was like normal people around, and we're just kind of antisocial and skittish. We got uh, chased yeah. away from a few locations, mostly because there was a risk of having a conversation with a stranger. Yeah, we weren't so much chased as we ran. Yes, like at one point in the place that Will's going to cover next, we started to like turn a corner, and then it probably looked like a horror movie. It was so lame. It really didn't even occur to me. It was not a, a bit or anything. Like, turned a corner, and I was like, there are people, there are people. Turn around, turn around, turn around. There's no reason. It's there a was public, like a hiker. <laughs> it's a public place. Yeah. Like, it would have been fine, but I was like, no, 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 no. They're going to look at us weird whatever yeah, strangers strangers we gotta get out of here yeah. just like... <laughs> okay so last thing that happened at the devil's tower um and, and on a high note i forgot about this this is titled climbed to top and repelled out window this is from 2018 i used to climb up to the top in the mid 1970s the tower is actually a water tower there's a large wood water tank just behind the clock to get to the top windows with the good view you had to climb a broken down ladder there was a lot of dead birds and droppings around nice cool breezes inside the tower during hot summer days so despite the dead birds and droppings, they were enjoying the nice, cool breezes on hot summer days. That wasn't a deterrent. Maybe it was all. That's not what you end with. You know what I mean? Like I see. I read those as like all of those were positive. The Devil's Tower the has a scary reputation. There were dead birds everywhere. Yeah. Tons of droppings. Yeah. And that breeze. <laughs> like, they loved it all. Yeah, but the breeze is only like blowing the droppings right to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're having a blast. That's true. Yeah, blast a hot dropping air. Blasting off. Or I guess cool. It's a cool breeze. Yeah, it's yeah. a cool breeze. Yeah. Yeah, delicious wind. A delicious wind. Um, <laughs> so in preparation for tonight, Chris and I have lived in Highland Park for years. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've lived here for about 10 years. Wow. And it occurred to me that uh, even though I love this little town, it's kind of like a, a quaint town. We have like one main street. I don't really know anything about the place. And uh, more specifically, it occurred to me it's such an old town. There must be a lot of local urban legends and rumors about things that have happened around here. So I posted and we've got a, a group that's strictly for the town where it's mostly about potholes and plastic bags. Yeah. Oh, my God. People get pissed. People get real amped up about plastic bag bans. It's but, wild. Uh, I posted saying, you know, like, are there any legends that people can tell us, even if they're just sort of hearsay that's been passed down over the course of, you know, hundreds of years? Hit me with what you got. Mm -hmm. And uh, most of the stuff was just really sad deaths that happened in town. Yeah, I think they misinterpreted the assignment a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> we got a bunch of really sad stories. One person was like, I'm so excited you're writing a book about the town. I was like, like 
didn't say I was going to do that. <laughs> yeah, just asking if anybody has a spooky story, not like a depressing story. It ain't happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then somebody told us to check out a podcast called No Man's Land. And it took me down a bit of a rabbit hole. It gave Kristen and I another place to go check out. Uh, so there's this podcast done by a local filmmaker in Highland Park, a guy named John Hume. Uh, he's a really talented guy, and he has got right now three episodes of sort of a documentary series that's digging into a place in Highland Park called No Man's Land. Never heard of this in my life. No. So the town right beside us is a place called Piscataway. And essentially, John, he grew up here. All the kids used to refer to this stretch of land. It's it's not that long. It's only like a mile or something. Between the sign that says, like, now leaving, uh, uh, what town did I just say? Piscataway. Piscataway. Now leaving Piscataway, there's about a mile of nothing before you get welcome to Highland Park. And so they referred to that stretch of land as no man's land. It's unclaimed. Nobody knows whose it is. And it's all overgrown woods where bizarre stuff happens. So first and foremost, everyone should check out No Man's Land. It's totally sweet. If you guys like Guides of the Unknown, you will be very into this podcast. He he did it with the help of high school students from Highland Park High School. And so they're just going out interviewing people at places that are said to be haunted, interviewing people who have had bizarre locations, all of which are tethered to No Man's Land. The most alarming thing to come out of all of this is that we realized that for several years, Kristen lived in No Man's Land. <laughs> I have never heard of this before. I didn't know there was a problem there. I know I had some problems there. Oh, my God. But we're listening to the podcast on our way to one of the other locations that we were investigating. And I just started, I was like, am I crazy? Like, am I making this about me? Or is this where I lived and took walks in the woods, literally weather permitting, every day for two years? So I was like, kind of like squinting. I looked over at Will and I was like, is this like where I lived Absolutely. and Will was like yeah I think so it sounds like it is and then he checked he actually reached out to John Hume <laughs> Hume and um <laughs> and confirmed it yeah that it was it and is, I had fact. some strange occurrences there yeah some of which we'll be able to actually show you yes um but there are actually kind of like two parts to this one is that there is a place called Marywald Castle um, which was built brick by brick, carrying over stones from England. Uh, and it was part of the J&J legacy. Um, and there was a murder that happened there in the 1960s, which is investigated in episode one of that podcast, No Man's Land. And Kristen and I went there to look it up. So uh, there was a guy named Charles Farmer. He was an industrialist. And he believed that his wife was involved in the occult. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I looked it up. Uh, there's a book called Murdered in Jersey. Oh. Expanded edition. <laughs> <laughs> so is there like a Murdered in Jersey Vol 1? And then they went back in and added more, I guess? I guess so. It seems like periodically they need to just create another edition oh when God. enough people have been murdered in Jersey again. Oh, boy. The further expanded, people keep dying in Jersey. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this guy's wife, Barbara Farmer, was, quote, an art patron and reputed kook. <laughs> oh, my God. Dare to dream. I would love to be known as a reputed kook. How great. If you guys could get that going. 
if I'm not already, why am I assuming I'm not? There's a decent chance yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah. I would love for like you know you to be walking down the street and people be pointing at you. Ooh, there's the kook. There's that kook. She's a a kook of much repute. <laughs> um, so uh, she was also quote an open and brazen adulteress. Well, not for me. And then there's evidently a feature in njmonthly.com called fairy tale fortresses. Okay. Which really implies that there are a lot of fairy tale no, fortresses. No, there kind of are. It's I, weird. I feel like I remember that. There are weird little structures and stuff. Yeah. So uh, Charles claimed that Barbara and her lover were building an occult center for practicing black magic in the Berkshires in Massachusetts. And I'm back in. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Kristen and I have deep ties yeah. to the Berkshires in Massachusetts. Yes. Shout out Bill and Marge Dunn. That's right. What up, Bill and Marge Dunn? What Grandma up? and Grandpa. So um, anything to make it seem like Kristen and I are somehow fated to yeah, yeah, yeah. be involved in uh, mystical events. Uh, and evidently the ruins of this, quote, bizarre half-finished artist colony can be found off the Keystone Arches Trail along the Westfield River. In Massachusetts. All right, we'll have to give that a look. We will absolutely be going there. Yeah. So the story is that Charles Farmer ran into Marywald Castle where he lived, hid in one of the many uh, like hiding spots in the castle. There's secret staircases and stuff. It's a legit castle five minutes away from here. Someone lives right by it. <laughs> Sitting. In the back Our friends of the live there. <laughs> and he just popped out of this hiding place and started shooting pistols like Yosemite Sam. Yeah. And they started popping off, and he accidentally or intentionally, it's kind of not clear, ended up killing his wife. Wasn't that the intention of him popping out and going off with pistols? Yes, but he was also said to have gone, like, you know, like, manically insane. He okay. was later kept in, like, um, an insane asylum mm -hmm. after this. And it's kind of not clear from my research if he was trying to, like, just scare her or trying to hurt her trying to kill her mm -hmm. um uh he also hurt himself like the bullets were just kind of like ricocheting around oh boy yeah um and so now uh marywald castle has a bit of a reputation um and so Kristen and i went there to go do some of our ghost hunting shenanigans but unfortunately marywald castle is now just an everyday place of business for a lot of people it's been taken over by a real estate company and um, I've already let you know that Kristen and I are intimidated by other normal humans. Mm -hmm. We were pumped to go there and see, you know, if Charles Farmer is still creeping around. <laughs> if Barbara Farmer is like, why do you shoot me? Yeah. But then there were people that were going for their lunch break. And Kristen and I got all shy. Yeah, we're so, like, go, 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 go once again. But by going to Marywald Castle, we did discover something kind of weird uh, and it's it's not huge, but uh, I can put them up on the screen here because we walked up to Marywald Castle. Uh, we didn't get a single good shot of the building, not <laughs> one. No. <laughs> but part of the reason is because we were distracted by all of these things. <laughs> these are statues, gold human statues that dot the landscape around there. This one is the most threatening. Yeah. There is a man, a mustachioed man, mm -hmm. looking at his wallet backlit in front of a building where people live if you looked out your window yeah and you saw someone standing completely still i think he's on his way in and also kristen and i you can't quite tell but uh we parked in front of this thing and talked about it for quite a while and the thing that blew us away the most is that his jacket looks especially <laughs> yeah, real we're, we're really on top of that jacket <laughs> <Yeah>. uh <laughs> but it's just like why would you have all these like 
creepy, threatening statues all over the place. I don't know. I, don't I guess, know. to be fair, they're not all threatening. This no, guy's I just... mean, I'm about to say, they're not... Re- <laughs> that guy's <laughs> <Really>? fine. Yeah. <laughs> he's fine. This guy's taking a break from mowing the lawn. He literally has a can of Coca-Cola in yeah, his He's, hand. like, sponsored by Coke. Yeah, it's weird. But then, I guess, yeah, the one that I actually do take issue with is the backlit man. Yeah. The scary silhouette man that, <laughs> I don't know, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and not know what to do. <laughs> Um, so that is, uh, uh, that's unfortunately, that's Marywald Castle. Right. No one really talks about it outside of the podcast, No Man's Land. Um, but it is like, you know, something that has a deep, rich history in the area. Yeah. Uh, and it all ties back to these woods where Kristen lived. That's right. Which now we'll get into some of Kristen's experiences. Yes. Because, uh, we went back out. Kristen does not live there anymore. A bunch of horrible stuff happened to her while she lived there. Yeah. Um, so when we were living there, it's, it's, this apartment complex and it was kind of awesome because our apartment faced the woods so like there was a sliding glass door and then it was just like the woods and I kind of made a little trail for um, us to walk down with the dog and then you make it into the woods which are it's not all overgrown now it's actually the Rutgers Ecological Preserve so they have trails kind of like set and everything so I'd walk the dog there all the time but over the course of living there um <laughs> at that back sliding glass door there was a man there one night um doing what disgusting men do um also one time i'll make it snappy um i i came across and this ended up being fine by the way it ended up being that like everything's cool everything's fine um a, a human umbilical cord <laughs> in the parking lot and I called the authorities. It was a whole thing. I'm going to Cliff's notes it for you. It ended up being that my neighbor gave birth, mother and baby totally fine. She wanted to keep her placenta and umbilical cord. And her um, her mother-in-law took it upon herself. She thought that was like BS and weird. So she threw it into the dumpster. And an animal got it and put it on the ground but the police thought it was obviously something more troubling at first so i called them and they roped everything off and they were searching in the woods behind my apartment and stuff and ended up finding out it was okay so like not the smoothest sailing ever living there no and like even in the highland <laughs> but the park woods group, were beautiful in the highland park group just the other day they were like hey everyone stop starting fires in that oh, area yeah. <laughs> it, like, it keep like apartments keep going up <laughs> It's crazy. And so when I was talking to John Hume, the local filmmaker, I was like, so is this area part of No Man's? Like, it was absolutely. There's just something weird about those woods. There's a strange energy. Weird things happen there. Right. And so do you want to say your quote or whatever first? My quote? Yeah. Didn't you say you had something weird that you were going to tell me on the show? You wouldn't tell me something having to do with the occult? Oh, I think it was about the Berkshires. Oh, okay. Yeah. But thanks for the cue. So... <laughs> maybe this is why a quick run through isn't yeah, the worst maybe not the worst uh so we went back to where Kristen used to live again creeping around because there are people who live there mm-hmm. who might recognize Kristen and be like you don't live here anymore <laughs> Yeah, what are you doing here and you know not that we're the most professional people on the planet but we do and have we're holding like a microphone and headphones yeah and stuff. we're like all mic'd up and everything yeah. it just looks weird right. but Kristen wanted to show a couple of things to me yeah. Um, and the first of which uh, I'll show you is the nail tree. Right. We don't know what the deal is with this thing. Yeah, look at that. They don't go all the way around, but, you know, yeah. I don't know why. It's like a pinhead tree now. 
it's really weird. Somebody just take out their aggression? Well, I know that iron is supposed to be protective. Iron nails are like a magical protective um, symbol wouldn't be the word item. So I don't know. It could have nothing to do with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that is a thing. Well, and then where's the face tree? Hold on a second. Oh, we'll get to the face tree, but first. <laughs> yeah, so I could see this looking out from our, I guess you call it dining room window. I could see this weird tree with nails sticking out of it. I don't know, it's just odd. Like, I don't know exactly what the deal is, but it's kind of unusual. And it's true. I looked it up after we did this. Like, iron nails are said to be a magically protective item. So some people even make or sell, like, little crosses of iron nails with, like, a little kind of evil protective eye thing on it. It's a thing. So maybe in context with some other weird stuff, it's something. Well, I did look up the way that iron and metal are used in rituals. So there, uh, Rudyard Kipling has a poem called Cold Iron from his 1910 collection of stories, Rewards and Fairies. Oh. And he uh, uh, refers to cold iron as like kind of a weapon. Mm -hmm. So he says, cold iron um, uh, is historically believed to repel, contain, or harm ghosts, fairies, witches, and other malevolent supernatural creatures. Um, This belief continued into later superstitions in a number of forms. Nailing an iron horseshoe to a door was said to repel evil spirits or later to bring good luck. Uh, surrounding a cemetery with an iron fence wasn't just to keep like you know people out from like stepping on you know all the grounds and everything. It was thought to contain the souls of the dead. Uh, That's cool. Burying an iron knife under the entrance to one's home was alleged to keep witches from entering. And there's an old uh, curse... Um, that involves hammering three iron nails into a tree's north face in a triangular formation, and every time that you nail them in, you're supposed to say the name of a victim. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, there are a ton there. Yeah. So who knows how many victims this person had. Victims aplenty. Um, the principle of a nail's insertion uh, being applied uh, uh, signifies force and virtue. Hmm. Uh, accordingly... Uh, nails have been rubbed onto gums and then hammered into trees to alleviate toothache and stroked across warts before being driven into roads and stiles to be magically picked up by passersby. So you would basically uh, rub a nail on your gums, drive it into a tree in the hopes that somebody else would touch it and they would get your toothache. Oh, I can't imagine that rubbing nails on your teeth is going to do anything good for that toothache. No, it can't feel good at all. Abrasive. It just feels good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just like it. I guess Uh, it's cold. It's the principle of a magical transference or law of contagion. Oh. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that's sweet. Law of contagion. Okay. You know, I have no idea what's up with the I don't know. It might be nothing. I also, when I was researching, it's a thing that nailing copper nails into a tree, some people say it kills it. But they didn't seem to be copper nails, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But it certainly is weird. Right. And some of them are really old and rusted, which suggests that this has been going on for a long time. I know. You never heard anybody out there, like... Knocking away? Yeah. No. Also, it seemed weird to me that, like, you can kind of tell that the nails stop around the other side of the tree. So I either... know. It seems like they just wanted them facing the apartments, right. basically. Yeah. They never they never spread out no. at all, which is kind of strange so weird. to me. Um, and then there are a couple of other things. We tried to find what Kristen referred to in that video as the face tree. Yeah, so same deal. There was this tree that from this one window, I would look out and you could just see this thing on it. Yeah, it's since been cut down, apparently. Yeah. We were we were walking back and forth. We kept trying to find it. 
uh, we couldn't figure it out. And it looks, it's, it's. Can you make it go strange. down a little bit so you can see like the ears or whatever? You think there are ears? Yes. Where? Like, you know. Okay. Oh my god. Like there and there. I think of as looking like, yeah, like horns or like Batman ears. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I just saw this nice man. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a nice boy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but so that thing's staring at me while I'm inside heating up a hot pocket. Yeah, it, it, it's it's weird. I, I don't I don't quite get it. I can't tell if it's it's it looks like it must have been carved, but it doesn't look like it was carved recently. No, maybe? no, I don't, I don't know. No, I really don't know. And then there's another area that we also couldn't find. But right. Kristen discovered this on a hike once. Yeah, well, kind of like this was actually, again, right by the apartment. So it was another tree that was kind of by that tree with all the nails in it and the face tree. I was coming back from the hiking trails a different way than usual and came across all these teeny bowls at the base of a tree. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> somebody was sick of their terracotta bowl company. Right. Or they were maybe... <laughs> Nobody doing... wants my bowls. Yeah. <laughs> so cast them Trash aside. Them yeah. Or they were doing some sort of ritual at the base of a tree. Maybe they were burning incense and they like pretty clean. You can't. Well, that one looks know. like it's burned a little bit at the bottom. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. But just weird, weird stuff. It's just unusual. I've never had that in any other place that I lived by the woods seeing them like they were it was all of this is seriously like pretty much right outside where our apartment was even just as far as diameter like it was like right there yeah and then another strange thing about that apartment is that i didn't get any sense of anything like spooky or whatever i was never scared there but something that was odd was that our cat chloe would only go as far as the hallway and always stop right where the living room and the rest of the apartment started and so i assumed that maybe she was getting older and she just kind of wanted to stay in her own area at that time and i was like oh, all right i guess chloe's just getting like stuck in her ways and then we we moved after that and she goes everywhere again so it was kind of like there was like an invisible threshold that she didn't want to breach it was very it's just weird i it's, don't know yeah it's nothing more th unfortunately like mm -hmm. it's not like we have some sort of ultimate confirmation that no right. man's land you know uh is a place where you go and people do rituals or anything like that but it's almost about like how much smoke can there be without fire? Yeah. And it also, I mean, the fact of the matter is, I mean, I assume that most of you are familiar with Guide to the Unknown, but, you know, we've on the show talked a lot of the time about how we're sort of fascinated by stuff like this, but I don't know if I personally really believe any of it. Um, I kind of do. <laughs> I, I I think the the most important thing for me about this kind of thing is that I believe that other people believe it. And for people who believe in the occult and stuff like this, and for people who feel like if they collect enough terracotta bowls in the woods, yeah. that'll do something, then mm -hmm. that's somebody who's worth keeping an eye on. Right. But you know what? I just remembered. Do you have the picture of the weird rock? No? It's fine. What weird rock? Okay. <laughs> I'm one of those people you might want to have to worry about <laughs> doing things, because when, when, I, when we first moved there... Oh, there are two. Okay, so there are two things to mention. First of all, the first day that we moved there, and I was taking a walk with our dog Crumbs. We're walking in the woods. I was actually on the phone with Will, like in an earbud, and we came across again. Could be totally nothing and totally fine, but just another weird thing. Came across what I have always described as being kind of like it looks like a burnt cat in the woods, like a skeleton with a bunch of black, like leathery stuff hanging off of it. And so I pulled Crumbs away. We kept walking. 
Worth mentioning, I suppose. That's not the thing that you have to worry. I'm saying I'm the person I have to worry about. I didn't burn that cat. Is that what I you just d- remembered it as I was telling this story. Is that what you described me the other day as an exploded cat? No, that was an exploded bird. <laughs> there were once. It was an ecological preserve, so there'd be like dead animals there sometimes. I was telling Will, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's like not a non-story. I was like, oh yeah, there's a spot where there's like an exploded bird forever. I like kept having to like try to avoid it. It's like, what do you mean exploded? Exploded how? I like, don't know. It just like you looked... mean burst or what happened to the bird? There was like a wing there and like feathers everywhere. It looked like a bird had just exploded <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> So the thing that I did that was weird, that makes me one of those people who's like, oh, they believe in things. And even if it's not real, they seem to think something is happening, is that early on, I was walking there and there was kind of a clearing where it's just like, you know, branches and and down uh, leaves and stuff like that. And there was a a white rock in the middle of all this brown. And I was like, how peculiar how did this white rock get here among all this brown? It's inexplicable. <laughs> Nothing Outside. like this could occur in nature. No. So I brought it inside because I thought it was cool. And then I felt it was weird and I didn't like it. And I put it back outside in the same spot. I don't know why. I don't know what I thought was going on. But I was just like, you know what? This is meant to be here. I disturbed something. Let's leave it be. Kristen also accidentally stole someone's dog. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> I just remembered. I just remembered you are right. You're the kind of person that does weird stuff all the time. You do so many weird things. This person kept letting their dog out just in the neighborhood over and over. And I kept putting it back and chaining it back on its thing in their back like porch thing. And it kept getting released again. And so I was like, there's some sort of maniac back there who's just unchaining their dog every time I put it back. And so I brought it in the house. I called animal control. And I was like, this person keeps letting their dog go and he's like ma'am you technically in a court of law have kidnapped this dog you have to put it back like it's up to them to do whatever and i was like fine (laughs) so i did oh it's so awesome and i guess it was fine you're just like the latest in a long line of weirdos who live around no man's land (laughs) i guess so yeah i wasn't like that before yeah no not at all (laughs) <laughs> um, well, there you have it. There's a place in New Jersey we can all literally get in, a, I guess, a big bus. I am a repu- go there right now. I am a reputed kook. You are a reputed kook. All right. Well, yeah, you confirm it every week. I got what I wished for. Yeah, sure. All right. So now we're going to move on to a place called the Devil's Tree. Our final uh, location of the evening. That's right. So if you've lived in New Jersey for a while, I feel like this is one of the most famous haunted locations. This is like a weird New Jersey staple. And I'd never been there before. It was definitely one of the first like weirdy things I heard about when we moved here, just like Will with Mary Ellis. And so I was very stoked to finally get out there. So that is the Devil's Tree. And the deal with it is that it's like, it's so it's obviously, it's this freaky looking tree. It's like burnt and chopped up and stuff like that in Bernardsville. And it's said to be about 200 years old. And the story that kicked off apparently all the future evil legends and everything is that in the early 1900s, a farmer is said, and again, who knows if this is true, um, a farmer is said to have taken his family for a picnic at the tree, killed them all with an axe, and then hung himself from the tree. Um, Something that does seem to be confirmed because an article that I was reading about on Weird New Jersey called out the name of the leader of um, 
thing I'm about to say, something that seems to be true is that it was a meeting spot for the KKK in the 1920s, um, led by somebody named Carl Melberg, it said, and that hangings occurred there. So the fact that they gave the name of the leader makes me think that this is a little bit more legit than the the farmer guy going and killing his family. Yeah, that's a bummer of a picnic, too. Yeah, that's a that's a tough picnic. Bad picnic. I guess they got the blankets. Yeah, that's right? nice. They're yeah, wearing them. Fun for a little while. Yeah, no laugh. Not a good KKK joke. All right. Um, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, so there has been vague talk of different horrible things happening, suicides and murders connected to the tree, and people say there's just kind of like an evil feeling energy around it. Um, part of the legend about it is that if anybody tries to cut down the tree, they're cursed and they will uh, meet a sticky end. Um, legend has it that the tree is unnaturally warm because of the souls of people killed at the tree and that even in winter, no snow, no snow falls around it. No snow. No snow falls around it. So it's just got... Look at this tree. There's no snow. <laughs> Where's all the snow? <laughs> There's no snow around this tree. Yeah. <laughs> How is it doing this? So some of the things that people say, people report um, things like hearing the sound of screaming coming from inside the tree, maybe the souls that have eaten up the tree, that the tree is eaten. (laughs) Um, Seeing ghostly bodies hanging from it. And my personal fave and the thing that I associate most closely with the devil's tree is that there is some sort of sentinel guarding it because it's a portal to hell and that they will come after you in the form of or driving in a black pickup truck. If you either, depending on who tells the story, if you either go to the tree at all or if you try to harm it in some way, they're coming for you and that the pickup truck will eventually disappear once you're like far enough away from the tree. It is weird that they just want to get you far enough away that yeah. it's safe again for the tree. Right. They're, they have no interest in killing you or anything. Yeah. They just want to make sure you're away from it. Now, when Will and I went there, we did our stuff that you'll see a little bit of. And then when we ba- went back to the car, there was a white minivan behind our car, which seems like the opposite of the black pickup truck. So maybe a blessing. Yeah. Kristen kept going like, William, get in the car. William, just get in the car. Because <laughs> so I was trying to put away our gear. All afraid. It's just some lady who like was trying to confirm that her you know GPS was taken to the right place. Right, but still, you never know. You never know. Hiding in plain, plain sight. Um, there's a rock right next to it called Heat Rock, which is supposed to be hot year round because that's also a potential gate to hell. So right. it's hot down there, and it's going to heat up the rock. Um, so it used to be all isolated where the tree was like in the middle of nowhere. But if you go now, it's kind of like, I wouldn't call it in the middle of a development. Especially when approaching the devil's Apparently Will wants to tell you about it. I didn't think. (laughs) I know, I know, I'm kidding. I didn't think there was audio on this one. (laughs) It's fine. Um, Well, uh, I'll just say this and then we'll cut to it. So if you go to it now, it's, there are, it's developed all around it. So there are lots of houses and stuff like that. So you could live like by the devil's tree and just be like drinking your coffee in the morning and looking at the devil's tree which is kind of awesome it's weird yeah it's weird how close it is to just like normal everyday life totally especially when you see like how busted it looks yeah all right Absolutely. uh you can't be too safe no. quite frankly no. that's We're... why we have backup <laughs> safety in numbers Sa- safety in numbers <laughs> yeah of course uh right up here you can see well-trod. the well-trod we've got a little path a clean little path here and uh, the park is closed a half hour after sunset, so I think that is our invitation yes, to. We're well within our rights to be here. Continually afraid that like, 
<laughs> Speaking only to ourselves. This is fine. Yeah. So this is fine. A freelancing entrepreneurial lawyer is going to go like, oh, trespassing. <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah. Uh, but it's like a weird busted up tree. Here, mm -hmm. this I can actually play. When we walked up a little bit closer, you can see... Uh, this just gives some of the sense of like what it looks like up close. Mm -hmm. People have like doused it in paint. There are a bunch of holes drilled into it. Yeah, but carvings. I don't know. We we weren't sure whether those are holes drilled into it or they're the work of like insects. I really couldn't tell. Some of them looked pretty perfectly round, but some looked like a little more organic. And I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, it is weird. I, I do also want to point out that similar to the tree in your old backyard that has all the nails driven into it. All the attention is focused on the front of this tree. Yes, yeah. I went behind the tree, and there's nothing there. Like those, like blackened burn marks and everything, don't go all the way around. It's not really hacked up or anything. I think that people just get at what's in front. It's probably been in this position for a while, where there's stuff on either side of it that makes it hard to get around. Yeah. And, and I took great care when I was going around it to not touch the tree. You're right. not supposed to do that. You'll get cursed. Yeah. Uh, but you can see here that it confirms that like people have tried to hack up this tree. Somebody took out this gigantic wedge, mm -hmm. and I guess the part of the story is that people continue to try to cut it down, yeah. but nobody has succeeded. To no avail. So to some degree, you kind of have to believe that, well, either people are trying to make the legend feel real mm -hmm. by just chopping a piece and then walking away, or something happens to them to make them incapable of cutting down the tree. Oh, yeah. They can't right? keep going. Yeah. They can't finish the job. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think the weirdest thing to me is the fact that it's burned in mm -hmm. spots. I don't get all these, like, scorch marks. It kind of looks like it's been in a toaster for a little too long. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I don't know how you do just a little tree burning. That is weird. I don't know. I mean, maybe... I don't know. Maybe they doused it in something that caught more in those spots. Like if they put gasoline or something else flammable. Maybe I really don't know. Splash kerosene on it. Maybe. Um, I also... Um, uh, you know, I'm not sure if I call it out in one of these videos, so there's a chance of a gross plug happening, mm -hmm. but I wrote oh, a yeah. show called Blackwood, and one of the centerpieces of the show is a tree called the Dead Tree that is uh, a completely black. People leave offerings at the roots of it, and one of the things that I made up for it, or so I thought, is that there are a bunch of holes bored into mm -hmm. it, and then I later explained that there's like a whole thing going on with weird bugs. Yeah. But I had never been- Could be weird bugs. Yeah, it could be weird bugs, but also like- I have been to the devil's tree before, but never this close. When I was like 16, a bunch of my friends and I decided that we would finally go check out the devil's tree because we'd heard all these legends about it. And we got to being about like on the road where we could see it off in the distance before my friend started panicking and was like, you know what? We just maybe shouldn't, maybe we should just go home. You know, maybe we shouldn't be here. You know, like, ah, we pretty much already saw it. So like, what if we just like went back? Yeah. <laughs> And made the driver turn the car around, so I never got and uh, close enough to even park nearby it, let alone yeah. walk right up to it. Yeah. So I had never seen this tree, and then I wrote that show, and then we went to the tree, and I'm like, this is this is this very is close tree. to the tree that I thought I made up, mm -hmm. and I feel kind of weird about that. Oh, I think it's fine. I think it's cool. No, 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 not in a bad way. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. In that weird way where I believe that pixies whisper in my ears to give me my ideas. Of course, of yeah. course. Well, I think it makes total sense. Like, the Devil's Tree is such a big deal. I, Of course it influenced it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so we got nice and close to it. Oh, I think Will's got some footage of that. And we found another weird... Uh, we got kind of another weird reading. Yes. So, um, okay, let's... Uh, I think it'll be this one here. Okay. Oh my gosh, uh -oh. the devil's tree. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm touching it. Oh, you touched the devil's tree. <laughs> you touched the devil's tree. Oh no. How do you feel about that, chump? 
Don't go to any restaurants. I better not. It's only if you go to a restaurant your hand is going to turn black later. That's I sick. think that's what it said. I have to double check. Aww. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, well... I'll read it from this. I had that as one of the reviews to read. The Mark of the Devil. My friends and I went up to the devil's tree one night and got out of the car and touched the it. Afterward, we went to Applebee's to get something to eat, and everyone that was sitting at the table suddenly had all of our hands turned black. We don't know why, but it took us two and a half hours to get the blackness off of our hands. Well... That was originally submitted to like Weird New Jersey yes. as somebody's experience with the Devil's or uh, yeah, the Devil's Tree. Yeah, and then it's been condensed on Wikipedia's <laughs> listing for the Devil's Tree. Just be like, your hands might even turn black if you go to a restaurant. Yeah, it's like, like it's a f- what it's a fact, right? And so, I have now since been to a restaurant. I went to one this morning at Multi Green Pancakes, and look. As pale and clammy as ever. Yeah. So who wins, Devil's Tree? Yeah, you win, Chrissy. I win. You win. So, um, all right. We were playing around with the EMF reader. We were trying to kind of game the system there. We were just messing around. Then we took a real EMF. Mm-hmm. Kristen had noticed that there was this uh, stuff at the base of the tree. Not a lot, but yeah. there is a kind of an offering, I guess, a little pillow that says blessed across. Mm-hmm. And down here, a little pumpkin that's been smashed, which has a tag for something called like... Yeah, it was like the Great Pumpkin Project. Yeah. And I looked it up and I didn't find anything cool. I was like, I didn't even know what it would be. But I was like, let me look this up in case it's a thing that's randomly like, we leave pumpkins at cursed locations. Right. And it wasn't. No, well, it was just like we, yeah. we make jack-o'-lanterns <laughs> and we put them places. Yeah. It's like the Great Pumpkin Project is what we do every October. Yeah. Everybody on the planet. It's very nice. But so, anyway, we got the real EMF thing going. Uh, Take a look at this. Oh, good point. Anything? Oh. Oh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No, the phone's not even anywhere near it. Uh. What? Um. What? What is with my face? I keep making that face. Do I do that in life all the time? Yes. That's weird. Well, we me- we messed with it long enough that you know it doesn't just do that on its own. No, that's weird, right? It seemed weird to me. So you can see that it happened for real. The thing, it'll go off if you hold it up to electronics. Yeah. It measures electromagnetic frequencies. We held it next to the fridge and it went completely insane. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we decided to get a second reading... And something additionally strange happened. Yep. Try do it again. Do it again. Let's you know scientific method. We got to see if we can replicate it. Nothing's happening. Oh. oh, it's going up again. Yeah, look at that. It's climbing. But then it goes back down. There's some sort of like a cyclical nature to it. Oh, it went up to twenty now. Yeah. Well, All right. It went up to like forty-eight or something before. My phone, that's so weird. My phone just said something went wrong with the video. Part of this video might not be saved. (laughs) That's strange. That, thankfully, something strange happened here at the Devil's Tree in New Jersey. Come on down, y'all. I did the puppy, I forgot. Well, so really what I want to point out about this is that it's not just that, like, my phone glitched out. Yeah. My phone glitched oh, out. The video, part of this video might not be saved. 
Now my computer's glitching out. This my is phone? the most disturbing part of this footage to me. I did not know I was pulling that face all the time. I look insane. That's how you look 100% of the oh time. Oh my God, I really am a confirmed kook or whatever. So you can see that like, like all our equipment has been working pretty well and correctly. And it's only when the thing starts to spike again. Thankfully, it's not the only time it spikes. So we did get like footage of it. Yeah. But when it goes up to 20, whatever the hell that means, we still don't know. Uh, that's when my phone just freezes for the first time it has ever done that for the first time in any of like the two hours of footage that we shot for this it freezes at the exact moment that the EMF thing spiked again at the devil's tree right. and then you can even see that right after I stand back up after we stop measuring it my phone normalizes again oh we're up to 20 then yeah see what it must have just happened here yeah. it's going up again yeah look at that it's climbing but then it goes back down there's some sort of like a cyclical nature to it. Oh, one up to 20 then. Yeah. Well, it had gone up to like 48 or something before. My phone, that's so weird. Weird. My phone just said something went wrong with the video. Part of this video might not be saved. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to pause it there. I know. Now, truly, I have no idea. Nor what do that I. Means. I don't know. I no. just can't imagine. You're flummoxed. Yeah. Um,. <laughs> But if EMF readers weird, right? Isn't that kind of strange? Are meant to, you know, talk or, or or signal that something odd is going on. I mean, that certainly seemed odd to me. Not just the spiking, but also the phone giving out. Because it's also said that if you go to haunted places, sometimes your um, yeah l electrical equipment glitches and stuff. It'll glitch. Sometimes your batteries will just instantly drain. None of that happened to us except for the yeah. freezing. But it happened for it to happen at the exact same moment. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it definitely means something. No, but it's but it notable. definitely means something. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that we almost got eaten by a ghost. Yeah. It seems that way. Yeah. Uh, and then we went around trying to find heat rock. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, do you have anything more to say about the... I do. I just have a couple of reviews to read oh, sure. um, from it. other people yeah, yeah. who went there. Um, some other experiences. So this is from... This is a little dark and, uh, you know, maybe not true. But I just figured I would shout it out just in case. This is from hauntedplaces.org. Somebody named Tim. He said, a friend of mine kicked the tree in 1984. A year later on the same date, while vacationing in Vermont, a tree fell on his cabin and pinned him to the floor for two days until he bled out. His wife was killed instantly by a 7x7 beam that hit her square in the head and crushed her skull. When the police found him, he had a branch that had punctured his thigh and was found to be the cause of death. Oh, God. So this person is saying that somebody killed a tree and a year later to the day, a tree killed him. Nope, not killed a tree, kicked a tree. Kicked a tree. And then the, a tree killed him. Revenge of tree. Revenge of the tree. Again, you know, who knows? But I thought it was kind of interesting and I'd say it. Um, this one is from Steve K. He said, at the time of our arrival to the devil's tree, there was a six foot noose hanging from the big branch, with ex which extends out of one side. We noticed what looked like claw marks from a person or a very large animal. To get a better view, myself and a friend climbed the tree to see if any unique marks were further up. After we climbed up, we were sitting on the branch trying to remove the noose. As we sat on the branch, we began to hear noises coming from inside the tree. When these noises grew even louder, a big bang sounded and a burst of energy came from the tree, sending myself and my friend flying into the air. When I crashed to the ground, I landed on my ankle, breaking it in two places. Oh, God. Again, you know. I know, I know. But like a surge flew through this guy and like made him fly off the tree. Kind of fun. Well, <laughs> I want to do it again. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you may be laughing, but something weird did happen. Mm. At the Devil's Tree, something weird in particular happened to Chrissy. Mm -hmm. 
Um, we were trying to find heat rock. That's right. Uh, we took some more measurements. And then I don't quite know what went wrong. No, neither do I. I don't even remember what you're about to see. Heat rock. The rumors are true. There's a rock here that's warmer than the air. Kristen, what about this rock? Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. 46. 48. 48. 48 again. Heat rock. So for some reason, rocks are hotter here than they are other places. Yeah, if the devil's here, what do you think he's waiting for? What are you waiting for? Huh? What are you waiting for? <laughs> Get me out of here. The devil's trying to cut me. Gotta get out of here. Something happened to Kristen at the Devil's Tree. Something happened to Kristen at the Devil's Tree. If somebody finds this footage, find me. Save me. My bones will be beneath the Devil's Tree. No. No. The tree. I was running away from the tree. I was running away from the tree. How did I end up at the tree? No. No. How we? No. No. Oh, I stepped in the pumpkin. <laughs> I have no idea how the hell that happened. <laughs> I got better. Yeah. <laughs> the pumpkin undid it. Yeah, yeah. the pumpkin broke the spell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody. All right. Well, I think that takes us to the end of this episode of Guide to the Unknown. Thank you all so much for coming out to see us here. Thank at you. Beautiful Pinos in Highland Park, New Jersey. Hope you all had a really good time. Yeah. Uh, make sure that you can keep up with uh, Guide to the Unknown by following at GTTUPod on all social media. Uh, you can also follow us in our Facebook group by going to facebook.com slash groups slash GTTUPod. I think some of you are here right now. As a matter of fact, this is the group. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, you can also follow us online. Yeah, I am at Chillin' Kristen on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at The Myth Traveler. So thank you all so much for coming out to hang out with us tonight. We hope you had a good time and learned about some weird spooky places that you can literally drive to right this second. Yeah. And we will see you again in the future for more scary stories from the wide world of the weird. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworlds go we. Good night. Bye.